Sorry, I didn't see you come in. In this episode, Andre and I talk about comments, the ones we've received on our shorts from our most recent episode. A lot of people weren't happy with some of the opinions we have, so we talk about that. We also spend some time talking about the role that politics plays in everything that we're seeing in America today. We really appreciate you checking out this video, and we hope you stick around to the end. Thanks. We like to engage with people that leave comments, and it's. I, I've noticed something that just kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me, but it kind of bothers me, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, and it's not just our comments; it's comments and other things I've been reading on the internet. And I just know I feel it, with us, we get the most comments on YouTube Shorts. Or something is 120% taken out of context most of the time. And one would think comments were to start a dialogue, but it's always like a one-sided conversation. Like I almost feel, I would feel, thank, well, I'm going to say this, but let me, before I say, thank you for responding to most of the comments. <laughs> but I thought oh, you're saying that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like thanking the audience, like thank you for all the comments. You're like, no, thank you, Chris, for handling all that shit. And I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever. Because sometimes I feel like I'm dumbing myself down to stop to respond to comments. It's like it's... people intentionally are trolling you to see if you're going to flinch. Yep. And I just don't have that type of energy. I just really don't. Uh, it depends, you know. Like there are some comments that I don't bother with. Um, you know, there was one person recently that said something about, well, this is the stupidest opinion I've ever heard. And I responded with, well, obviously you haven't watched any of our other YouTube shorts. (laughs) Obviously you're not a golfer. Because I'm sure we got some stupid ass opinions out there somewhere. And I, I, I think that a lot of times you can disagree. It doesn't mean that, the person's opinion is invalid. It's just like, yeah. they just don't see something the same way, but people shoot off real quick behind a keyboard. I think it's adorable. It's, it's I mean, yeah. It, I mean, I, I don't know that I would describe it as adorable, but I, I think it's, well, it's childish one. I'm being, I'm being yeah. kind because I some understand. of the comments are like, yo, what? <laughs> like you, this is the dumbest opinion ever, but why? Like what about it is dumb. Right. Um, and, and then and the ones. Go ahead. Then the ones that are just talking points. And I almost just want to say, gee, that's a. I've heard that talking point time and time again. Thanks for playing. Um, you're missing the point. <laughs> so, and I don't. Not, I don't. I also don't think everybody should agree with us. But if you disagree, at what part do you disagree? Can you articulate that? I think it's a lot like your position on. Home ownership. Not everybody needs to comment. Yeah. You know, like it's, I think the, (laughs) the, I, okay. So I guess the way that I look at it, there was a time when I was younger where every little thing that I saw that I didn't agree with, I felt like I got to chime in. This is wrong. I got to correct this. (laughs) Right. As I grew older, I learned that's not very productive, especially on the internet, because nobody gives a shit what you think 
you're not going to change anybody's opinion on the internet who wasn't already waffling on their opinion in the first place. <laughs> to be to be fair, I'll, I uh, one of my sons sent me a um, uh, a Joe Rogan interview with uh, Tom Dillon, and we all, all you know how I feel about Joe Rogan. Not yeah, he's the best. Fan. Oh yeah, yep, sorry. Uh, no, wait, you Uno said. reverse. Uno reverse. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I, I've also been honest enough to say that there's I don't disagree with him on everything. And the way he kind of presents stuff is it's kind of flaky. And they're talking about uh economic migration and um home ownership in the US. Two things that we've talked about, you know, ad nauseum, just kind of like, yeah, we've talked about that. Totally get it. Um, and Tom Dillon, I believe his name is, made a lot of good points that I agree with 97% of it. You know, he talked about how BlackRock and other hedge funds are buying homes and they're they're forcing people out of the, the housing market. And they're the only way to stop that would be for basically for Congress to and even lo- local municipalities to block that. Yeah. But nobody's going to more than likely. Um, Why would you? They're paying pro- property taxes. But uh, yes, but we're we're like uh, depending on which which chart you look at, we're ten to fifteen years low in inventory for the amount right. of population we have. We don't have the tradesmen to even put a dent in that the need that we actually have. So that should be a sign for politicians to wake up, right? Ha- if I responded, well, granted, it's my son that sent me this information, but. If I want to foster a, a relationship with anybody that and I can at least listen to what's informing them to make the decision or to believe you got people always say, do your research. Well, sometimes doing your research means listening to opinions you don't agree with. Yeah. And sometimes you'll find that between the disagreement, there are a lot of things that are probably commonalities that you can agree on. So, Isn't that kind of like the definition of at least doing proper research? I mean, real research sure. isn't just finding confirmation bias material, right? Exactly. Uh, it's, okay, I found this. What's the other side? And it's not that you necessarily, like, you go into it, you say, okay, it's this, you know, it's not the um, but two sides to every story kind of thing where it's like, well, we have to weigh these equally and decide, did the Holocaust happen or did it not? <laughs> like, no, that's not the point. Um but just to simply say, okay, what is what is the opposite kind of position on this? At least when those types of positions uh, exist. Yeah, and and you can disagree with a whole person um, all you want, but I do regularly. I, His name is Donald but, Trump. <laughs> there are exceptions to the rule, um, but I, I'm willing to bet money more times and more often than not, you're going to agree with people on. Most of the things, if you have 20 things on the table, you'll agree on 15, five are things that you have to figure out. How do you, you know, claw back? Okay. Um, it's just, so I, I find the comments just, it's just funny how people, uh, it, it, people just get really bold on the internet. It's just, <laughs> it's just amazing to me. I mean, this certainly it, isn't the first time that we've had stuff like this happen, right? I mean, we've had the comments about your Spider-Man mug, um, you know, my ability to derail conversations with my non sequiturs, um, you know, just 
all sorts of fun opinions in general. I, I think it's hilarious. And, and it, it does kind of, it's funny to a point, but my, what concerns me is that it's the norm. That's the part that I always get stuck on. It is. Yeah. It's not just things that we, you know, like I, I, I dread when you put a short out there, <laughs> like I'm like, I, I know it's coming. There's going to be nothing but people like for the most part, not everybody was hateful. And I know that's the norm on the internet, but yep. it just, it, maybe we're not smart enough for the internet. Um, maybe there, there is this company beeper and why this cat it's, it's the same problem. So the blue bubble, green bubble thing is, I guess, a thing that younger people really care about. Um, Beeper, uh, there's Sunbird messaging and another one. I don't remember. And there's a couple open source projects. Well, what they, what the start of this project was, was relaying messages from uh, iMessage to Android so that you wouldn't have the really the loss of quality in, in media like video and, and pictures, mm -hmm. not necessarily so much the green bubble, right? The, the chats are being broken because Bill, uh, Billy's picture is going to get compressed like to the max of MMS. Um, SMS can't handle reactions and et cetera, et cetera. So the relay game was actually pretty cool. Well, Beeper, a 16-year-old kid is who's, I would probably say, much smarter than I am, figured out how to, he reverse engineer iMessage and remove the, the need for a relay server to do all the transmission and receiving on the device. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. It was going to cost two bucks a month and people were ecstatic. So like, and it's, it is a U.S. problem because mo most people here don't use WhatsApp or WeChat or signal it. Most people with an iPhone don't, they never, they do not want to change whatever the default is because it just works. I applaud you for that. I don't, I don't mind that. Well, somehow in our society, like not having a iPhone meant that you were poor. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know how that works. Um, and so this stigma is attached to um, like being less than. I actually saw a video of a guy asking a girl on a date. She's like, yeah, let me give you, give you my number. And she gets up from the table and says, you have an Android. I can't do this. I was like, what? That's, that's what we're doing? Uh, I have the Pixel Pro 8. I love it. My last phone was a Pixel. I bought the LG G series. So they stopped making them. I don't like the iPhone. But we have a chat uh, group, and I have a blue bubble, right? You, you've noticed that, right? Oh, yeah. I, have a re I run a relay server with some open source software called Blue Bubbles. It's great. Um, it's not very difficult. Um, do I really care at the end of the day? No, but it, was, it actually became something. I wonder if I could just get this running and, and just kind of uh, judge the effectiveness and blah, blah. It was really more of a can I do it thing it wasn't that I really gave a crap about what color my bubbles were, but nor did I ever think about like video quality. Cause I don't do that stuff. I just like, Hey, I'll meet you in 15 or whatever. And I'm done. Um, so 
I say all that to say this. They they launch this, they get a bunch of hype from YouTubers, and they go from zero MRR or ARR to a million dollars in like a couple days. Like it mm-hmm. just blew up. The potential was to make a million dollars basically in like a year from zero to a million, which is impressive. Apple gets wind of this and they start playing whack-a-mole. It worked for about a week or so. And Apple basically closed the path that the Beeper Mini team found to do all this on device and to have these, you know, seamless integrated conversations. And then I went to Reddit and I shouldn't have done that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, God. Even every every article from The Verge, every article from 9to5Google to Reddit, most of them were starting, the conversations were starting on Reddit. People were just horrendous to each other. And it just got me thinking, like, would you say this to somebody's face? I think nine times out of ten, most people wouldn't say it unless they're just, like, wanting to get into a, a physical altercation. Which most people are not want to do. Right? It just blows my mind of the the bravery you have behind a keyboard. Um, it's in my opinion, it's like the same bravery that a lot of people have in their car, right? You put that thin piece of glass and a big hunk of metal around somebody and they will cuss and scream and, you know, wave and all this shit frantically where, like you're saying, would you ever actually do that? Like if you were just face to face with somebody on the sidewalk where that person could potentially like what? punch you in the face no (laughs) probably not unless you're trying to get punched in the face unless unless you're like i'm a i'm about to catch this charge right now like nobody does this stuff in real life like it's just people think the internet is real life at 100 percent. there are consequences so there at some degree the internet is real life but it's not immediate response real life (laughs) But do you think that people actually think that the internet is real life? Or do you think that the problem is that they don't think that the internet is real life? I almost think the problem is the opposite where it's like, they don't see these, like this other profile as an actual person on the other end. It's just a name on a screen that I can scream at. And then when you throw in like the potential for bots and all this other stuff, especially, you know, especially on Reddit, like it's, I think it's one of those things where part of the issue is that people look at it as it's almost like a game. You know, it's like Grand Theft Auto where it's like, oh, I can just do whatever I want because ultimately there are no real repercussions. Like this person's not going to come find me at my house and assault me or, you know, like what's the worst they're going to do? They're going to complain to a mod, right? And most of those mods aren't going to side with the person getting assaulted in the chat anyway. So... I mean, I, I used to see this a lot on, um, I still go to Stack Overflow because. Oh God. Know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know everything. And there are people. But sometimes that it was such a toxic place or, you know, like you get people asking basic questions. It's like, you know, learn how to search and all this other stuff. RTFM. Like, yeah. Our, now I'll, I'll tell you this. When I was, um, 
when I was a younger developer, I didn't know the value of reading the manual. I, like in other programs, I would just read the manual and that's how I learned software. But as a developer, I was kind of intimidated by it. But sure. as I got more comfortable with it, I mean, I just kind of didn't have to ask questions anymore. Um, or I asked less questions. So, you know, reading the manual is not a bad thing. Like, for example, I'm working on this one project and I was looking for a resource. I could, I'm not shamelessly plugging this guy, but I was like, Hey, I need to have a reference at my desk for things that, um, that I'm going to probably encounter. So I, and I have a whole bookshelf of books and, and yeah, read the fucking manual. Sometimes it's not that, and it's not that hard. Um, God, can you imagine if someone took like the important parts of that book and condensed it down into like, I don't know, a six page card that you could refer to. Like, you a know, reference card. Eh, yeah, would, I guess. Would you call I it guess a you would call card? it that. How can you brand that? I'd probably give it some sort of stupid name oh. with like an X <laughs> on the end. <laughs> oh, E area. <laughs> <laughs> and can we get sponsors for it and charge them twenty thousand dollars to have their logo on it yeah yeah and that, have them write that it? makes sense yeah <laughs> yeah wait but then won't it just turn out to be a plug for their product if we do that oh no. <laughs> <laughs> nobody will care you don't think any company would do that, right? They wouldn't write a reference card that was just a plug for their product. In like probably two or three chapters from their their their, their manual their book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, E area, we're talking about you. Um, Sorry for the, uh, the two minute inside joke there, everybody. But yeah, we used to. If you're listening and you ever want to hear about a or see a story of why tech companies go bad, look up um, E Area. You'll figure <laughs> yeah. it out. We've changed the names to protect the innocent. Um, Except for Frank. Fuck you, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Frank gets no no quarter. <laughs> Uh, hell no. Jeez. Anyways. Anyway. But, but yeah, yeah, Stack Overflow. Was, it, it's not a, well, it's, devs are mean. <laughs> and maybe, maybe it's because a lot of them are socially inept. I don't, I don't know. Um, but do you, like, again, is it. Do you think that the issue is really like the developers themselves or is it that they spend so much time at a computer that again, like these interactions, they don't view these people as like real other people in this way? Uh, I would. I say, mean, I know we can't like look inside people's minds, so we don't know if that's what they're doing. Well, there's a couple of uh, development communities I'm a part of, and mm -hmm. I would say 
they know the interactions are real. They know the people are real. I think it's just a matter. There are times I actually want to say, read the fucking manual. There, there, mm-hmm. really, there are really times where I'm like, dude. But you don't. I don't. I just don't respond to them. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah. Like, that's, that I, I think is. part of the problem, right? Because. Are you, though? I think you just touched on the solution, my friend. Really? You can have those initial thoughts, but it's not typing in RTFM and hitting enter. Like, that's the thing. Because you can have those thoughts all day long, and nobody knows about it but you. Right? Yeah. But the moment you type that in and hit enter, now you're inflicting that onto somebody else. But I think by me not responding even with like uh, uh, pointing the person to the right direction is equally as bad, right? I disagree. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, okay, maybe this is a weird well, example. I, well, but- I, know, I know the intimidation of, like, there's some times where you'll get stuck and it's happening yeah. even now. I'm racking my brain trying to figure out why I can't get my code to compile again. Mm-hmm. It's because I did something stupid, and I'm not even looking at my debugger. Because and I'm you so didn't call so- me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it. <laughs> I'm so zoned in, and I'm like, and I'll t- I'll be like, Yo, Dre, come on, <laughs> what the? Why didn't you stop and just do, like step through this code to see where it broke? It's because sometimes you get so zoned in and you just like, you tune everything out. Um, I, I often tell my wife, like, yeah, when I'm in the zone, I need you to leave me alone. It's like, I'm hitting three points. Like it's nothing. And I just need to like take advantage of, is that it's, it, I don't want to say that that's the matrix, but it's like sometimes when you're, when I'm writing code, I, I feel like I'm just like zoned in and like nothing I typed sure. was wrong and it's just clicking. Um, and I think that when, especially when I, when I first started doing this, you kind of forget that you can stop and, and kind of pause and, and look and see why this isn't working. So it would be, I think it would have been helpful for me to a, this is on page 356 of the manual. Mm-hmm. B don't forget to use your debugger. Like there's so many things I would tell younger developer, Andre. Yeah. That still like, you know, that would have been helpful. Okay. So I hear what you're saying and still disagree. (laughs) No, 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 no. I think you're right. Could you have been more helpful? Yes. But you still did no harm. Right. Like inaction is, is harm, Chris. I in this case. Okay. Maybe in general. Yes. But in this case, I disagree. I still think it is okay. If the choice if, it, if we make it a binary choice between shitting on somebody, basically, by typing RTFM or saying nothing, right? Right. If those were your only two options, you chose the better option, right? I understand there is a third better, better option. And yeah, man, what the fuck? Get off your high horse and help this person. Right. But... <laughs> I know, you but, know me, but, but <laughs> steps, right? Like I'm just saying that ultimately 
if more people did what you did just to begin with, right? I think the internet would be a better place. I don't think we're smart enough for the internet. Oh, fuck no, we're not. <laughs> I really don't. I'm actually looking forward to the day when people just have Chromebooks. So last weekend, we went to uh, the Children's Museum here, was having this special event where they were like showing kids celebration of different hol winter holidays all around the world. Um, and so we took the girls. And when we were driving up there, I had put my phone like between my legs and when I was at a stoplight or something like that and then drove and I left it there in the car when we went in. We were there for like two and a half hours and I realized it shortly after we went in, but we had split up and I didn't want to like drag one kid out. And so I was just like, you know what? It's whatever. Like it won't get any pictures, but that's cool. It was one of the nicest times. <laughs> And I, and I wasn't like I was super enthralled. Like, I mean, the last 20 minutes I was just standing against a wall while my kid played in like the doctor's area with a bunch of other kids. But, you know, you weren't distracted. I wasn't distracted. I wasn't just like, oh, I'm so bored. I'm on my phone doing, all, you know, like, I don't know. It was kind of nice. And so, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll realize that we've, Kind of, I but see, I don't think. Here, here's my here's There's, my here's my thought on that. Like, I'm okay with like my computers in my office, my main computers in my office, my main monitors in my office. My laptop stays in my room, right? Very rarely, um, unless I'm writing something and I'm like, in the and I hate writing. So if I'm if I'm writing, I got to get it done. It's like eating my vegetables. Um, and I use it to travel. I'm very disconnected. There are times you text me and I'm just like three hours later responding because yeah. I don't need my phone. My wife is like always on social media. She's always doing stuff. Now, now there are times, but most of, when we go to bed, we're, we're with each other. Right. But it, for the most part, it's like, she's checking Facebook to see what her family's doing because they're in Peru, they're in Spain, they're in other places. I get that. Yeah. I just don't need the distraction. Like I'm very narrow, narrowly focused on like not being distracted when I'm doing stuff. I just want to say thank you for all the people that subscribe and listen to the Chris Nodder show. We're, we're very glad and grateful that you listen and you've subscribed. Um, we're going to get on a regular cadence. Uh, please go to the Chris and Andre show, or Chris and Andre show.com subscribe to our audio podcast. We are on, uh, fireside.fm spotify google podcasts youtube obviously wherever you're you're listening to podcasts you can probably find the audio version and yeah we really appreciate it. i'm very grateful and humbled to be honest with you uh that people actually enjoy the podcast and, and if you like what you hear hit the like button leave comments if you have suggestions Always like, just let us know. We'll be glad to answer that. We do involve and engage in the comments, even the weird ones. So, yeah. <laughs> Chris is just standing there stoic. I don't know what you, you just were like. I'm gonna do this thing, and didn't tell me what you were gonna say. So, yeah, what he said.